Hello and welcome to podcast number eight in a series of 10 for teachers at the start of their career journey. My name is Rebecca Roach and I've been teaching for 22 years in schools in London and South Wales. This podcast is about literacy development, which I believe is the responsibility of all teachers. And I truly believe that literacy unlocks learning. For new teachers in Wales, the key place to start is the LNF, which is the Literacy and Numeracy Framework, so that you're familiar with the literacy strands that need to be developed under reading, writing and oracy. Literacy is a mandatory cross-curricular skill in the new curriculum for Wales, and so it should be embedded in schemes of work across all of the areas of learning experience. But wherever you are in the world, when you're teaching and developing any skill, I think there are four basic steps. The first thing is that you need to tell the learners what to do. Secondly, you need to show them how to do it. So that might involve demonstrations or role modeling or examples. Thirdly, you need to let the learners practice. And it's really important that this practice is given enough time in lessons. And then finally, there needs to be some review and feedback given. And that feedback loop can occur then when the pupils are given a chance to implement that feedback and go back into the practice stage. Skills can be developed from beginner to mastery with lots of practice and lots of feedback. But resilience and persistence need to be encouraged so that pupils don't give up. And it often helps to explain the purpose of what they're doing to get more intrinsic motivation. So if you're getting pupils to work on reading skills, for example, something like skimming and scanning technique, explain to them when this might be really useful to them. Give them some real life examples of when they will use this skill in the future so that they can see the benefit of getting better at it. Now, each school will have different priorities in terms of literacy development, and each school is different and needs to look at their own um, pupil cohort and context. But Estin's most recent report for Wales made the following comments about primary and secondary school literacy. It said, reducing the impact of disadvantage and providing enough challenge are still areas of priority. It said pupils do not always have enough opportunities to focus specifically on talking, such as debate. The report also said that too few teachers read enough new children's literature themselves, and this does not encourage children to read recently published books. So I thought that was a very interesting comment. It also said in the majority of secondary schools, pupils do not have enough opportunities to develop higher order reading skills. And it made the comment that the standard of writing remains the weaker element of literacy. But it did say that increasingly primary schools in particular are using a wide range of engaging real life and imaginary contexts 
to develop literacy apart as a part of the new curriculum for Wales. So that's really encouraging. So what can we do as teachers new to the profession? What is it important to focus on? Well, firstly, if you want some reading material, the EEF report called Improving Literacy in Secondary Schools is a very interesting read and you can access this online. And there's lots of other reading material about literacy and literacy support. But secondly, when you're planning your lessons, try to identify opportunities for literacy within what you want the pupils to do, rather than adding in an activity specifically to tick that literacy box. And this might be really small things to begin with. So for example, you know, you might get your pupils to read the lesson objectives out loud, rather than you automatically reading them out to the class. Or, you know, when you're questioning pupils, refer them to your word wall display and ask them to use subject specific terminology as part of their answer. They're really small things, but it, it just makes the most of opportunities that already exist within the lesson. Thirdly, create resources that support literacy development if your school don't already have them. So I've seen some classrooms that have things like laminated literacy mats stuck to each desk with examples of varied punctuation and interesting connectives so that pupils can refer to these on any piece of writing that they're doing. I've seen some amazing word wall displays, you know, and, and other beautiful literacy displays around the classroom. Now, with all these resources that you might spend a long time creating, you must remember to use them effectively. Don't spend hours making a beautiful word wall display unless you're going to constantly point to it, make pupils look at it and use it during the lesson. Picking up on one of the comments in the Eston report about pupils having more opportunities to talk, I'd like now to focus on some particular ideas for oracy. And you may have come across some of these ideas before, but they're all activities that I've seen done really well in the classroom and they structure oracy activities really well. So the first one is circle time, which is well used in primary schools, but not done so much in secondary schools. And it's a great way to structure everyone getting a chance to speak. And if done well, it should also focus on listening too. It's very important to set up the rules at the start, particularly with older children, so that no one is allowed to talk unless they have the talking piece. Circle time can be used to ask people how they're feeling. So it might be part of a well-being activity or in a lesson. Um, you might ask the pupils what their opinion is on a certain topic, or you might have stimulus objects in the middle of the circle to look at and talk about. The ideas are endless. A 
Another way to do circles is concentric circles. And these are also really good, particularly with older children. You have two concentric circles of chairs. The inner circle faces the outer circle. So pupils are effectively in pairs to speak. And you could use this to discuss a topic or as revision. So say you want to know um, what pupils have learnt about a topic. Um, you could ask them to talk for 30 seconds to their partner about what they can remember. And then you move one of the circles around and the pair have to feedback on what their previous conversation was and then also add to it. The next one is called rainbow groups. You place pupils in groups with a topic to discuss and this is their home group. And then after the discussion, pupils are given a coloured card and they move to sit in their new groups according to their colour. The pupils then take it in turns to report back what their original home group discussed and then this can lead to further discussion. It's a really good way to move pupils around in different groups. Listening triads can be really effective. In threes, pupils have a role as talker, questioner and recorder. The talker explains something or maybe comments on an issue or expresses an opinion. The questioner prompts with questions or seeks clarification and the recorder takes notes and then gives a report or summary at the end. And it's obviously really good if you move pupils around so they experience all three different roles if possible. The next one is envoys. This makes group work really exciting where a selected member of the group is an envoy to either go to the teacher to collect new information which they have to run back and communicate to the group or the envoy might be instructed to visit other groups to collect their opinions or to report back what the group have found. final suggestion is back to back. You have two pupils sitting back to back. One of them is A, one of them is B. A has an image and describes it to B, who has the pencil and the paper to draw what they hear is being described to them. This is a cooperative exercise. B can ask as many questions as they like and A has to be as helpful as possible in their communication. So if there are any of those ideas that you've never tried, why not give them a go? They can make speaking and listening really fun and interactive in your classroom. Well, 10 minutes is not nearly enough time to discuss such a huge topic as literacy, but I hope some of what I've said has given you some food for thought. My next podcast 
we'll tackle another huge topic which is very close to my heart and that is creativity.